Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to the season finale of Pop Mom, the podcast where future is relative. Yes, where, what the future? What? What? Oh my God, pay attention, will you please? For God's sake, here you are making up new slogans. You know, and... My cursor was over the line that says culture is relative and it made it look like an F. <laughs> no, that's a C. It's the podcast where culture is relative, but the future, we might get into the future. Oh, anyway, I hope not. Yes, it's time again, past, present, or future, for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, <laughs> small town life, and the riddles of human nature. We can't even make it through the intro without messing up, so this should be a corker. On this episode, Terrible. mom and I are reviewing the 12 dates of Christmas. That's right. You heard me right. The 12 Oh, make dates sure you all wrote that down. Yeah, oh, every one of them. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's bring mom in now, as if that needs to be said. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I forgot our slogan, but other than that, I yeah, really got it together. It's very reassuring to me because you're the one that does all the dials and the yeah. And the uh, electronics. So Well, it was um, a, it um, was a bit of a Ron Burgundy moment where I'm just reading what's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. what's going on with you, Ma? Oh, so many things, Johnny. So many things. <laughs> so many things. Uh, Christmas obviously is going to be very different this year, so Daddy and I made the effort to pack up the few things that we the Christmas was very confusing this year. Um, Matt, your oldest brother, really wanted to do Secret Santa, yeah. uh, which we did, which is a great idea. It really is. It simplifies things, except that he didn't include Daddy and I in it. And um, I asked him why, and I forget what he said, but we were not included in it. So I wasn't sure what to do with all the gifts that I have accumulated, which I do throughout the year. For others, you mean? For others. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they have all been shipped off, but I didn't wrap anything. <laughs> okay. Because I thought, I just, I just don't know what to do. I just, uh, I had those moments, you know, when you have four children, sometimes you get overwhelmed. And I realized that, I am not your Santas anymore, uh, but I failed to really grasp that. Well, I think your non-inclusion in the Secret Santa really complicated things. I did I, too. I didn't know that was part of the part of the deal. Hmm. So well, do I need to get gifts for you and Dad now? Because I was—I mean, you're not that hard, but Dad's impossible. Um, so I might need to scramble He's, here. Well. You already sent something, so, uh, you know, you're done. Well, I said, see, I tried to get around Secret Santa. I got a nice bonus from my day job this year, and I wanted to share it with my family. Um, so my way of getting around the Secret Santa spending limitation was to get everybody Hanukkah gifts. So I sent uh, all my siblings and you uh, some baskets from Zabar's in New York. They were pretty nice, right? They were delicious. I hope. Chock full of goodies. Very nice goodies. Uh, a large part of ours are gone. Good, um, good. But I do. I don't know how you eat babka. Is that cake? Uh, it's like a loaf. So I think you slice it. 
and toast it? That seems stupid. Uh, if Jerry know. Seinfeld would bring a babka to a dinner party, would the hostess have to stand out in the kitchen and <laughs> toast slices of babka to serve it at the table? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, of course, that is why I made sure everybody got a gift package that included a babka uh, because of that famous episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, um, just eat it. Just bite into it, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's good. So that was a very nice, nice gift. So anyway, I thought that since we did that and but again, Daddy and I were excluded. Um, so I have sent little gifties to everybody. But, but you I sent them unwrapped so that there's as little sentiment attached as possible. It's more transactional right. now. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. Clean out my my gift drawer. Uh, I just didn't know what to do. I I. <laughs> It felt very awkward. Uh, we need better rules if we're going to do this next year. Well, we'll work out the kinks next year. Okay. Yeah. And and you and you who I thought would be second on board have just thrown it to the wind. So it really has gotten <laughs> nutty. Well, I feel like a gift basket is impersonal enough that it's like you know it's not like I picked out a gift for Merrick. Merrick got. You know, kind of the same thing as everybody else. So I came up with all sorts of loopholes to get around the Secret Santa limit this year. Wait, Merrick didn't get the same one? Merrick oh, got was the, Merrick your... Merrick got the same one as you and Dad. Jenna got okay. a different one, and Matt got a different one. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I opened in eight Merricks. <laughs> I thought that might happen, so I got you two the same thing. By accident, yeah. Yeah, Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. Uh-huh. Boy, do we know how to celebrate or what? <laughs> yeah. I opened this box, so I guess I'll just eat everything in it. <laughs> Sounds like Christmas to me. Hey, you're yeah. going to be sending yeah. some checks mix along sometime soon, by the way? that's No. No. What? I, I can. <laughs> well, I wanted to get this gift thing over with, but I guess now I could do checks mix. Uh, well, you don't have I to worry about anybody sells... else. Just make checks oh, for okay, me. Oh, okay, just you. Okay. <laughs> you weren't very good at sharing the last batch I sent, though. Nope. And I made pizzelles last year for Anna, and you said, yeah, you sent Anna a box of broken cookies, broken crumbs, so. <laughs> no pizzelles this year, I guess, through the mail. Yeah. What are you seeing on the TV, Ma? I'm not seeing on the TV, and that's what I what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, well, one thing I am seeing, and let's talk about this. Have you seen the Christmas perfume commercials? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. And let me tell you, do I feel like the target audience when there's somebody on the screen, half-dressed, uh, all oiled up, all <laughs> talking in some language and i am sitting in my ratty bathrobe and my mismatched socks slurping down a cup of tea i think yes this is who this commercial was made for <laughs> me right i'm the target audience of this commercial really these commercials are just are just so disorienting i don't understand the language they're in i don't even understand the message and when they start, before they put up the bottle of perfume, I don't even know what they're for. 
Have you seen some of these? No, I don't see too many commercials these days, but... Um... So, no, when you said you wanted to talk about holiday perfume commercials, I wasn't sure what you were getting at. Um, they make you feel too unsexy. Is that your complaint? Oh, I already feel that way. But but these are like, if they knew what we all looked like sitting here watching them, they wouldn't be showing us, you know, Johnny <laughs> Depp on a on a deserted island with his hair all, you know, sexed up and all that stuff. I mean... It couldn't be more irrelevant to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember the particular brand of perfume? No. No. So it wasn't a very effective ad either. None of them are. They're so confusing until they, you know, there's one with Lady Gaga and they're, they're just, they're bizarre. They're just, they're very, they're very avant-garde and, you know, where was, uh, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, Charlie, or whatever that was. You know, that was a commercial. <laughs> Charlie the tuna? Just... Is that what you no! no, there used to be a, a perfume called Charlie. Oh, okay. Um... But these are so weird. These are just like, are you kidding me? I mean... Well, I guess it's the problem of trying to convey a scent, which is, you know, a pretty tough task. We talked last week about how there's no smell-o-vision yet. The dream remains alive. Right. But So you've got to get across this vague um, story that a, that a aroma can tell by way of TV. I mean, they can't just have Johnny Depp come out there and hold up the bottle and say, hey, this perfume smells great. So I promise you it smells great. I know you can't smell it, but just trust me, it's good. And then they put the logo up. That wouldn't make for much of a commercial. So they got to just make stuff up. Crazy stuff. Well, you know, it, to me, it's like, uh, I, I just, I don't get it. Obviously, I'm not the target, but I'm wondering who is the target. So you want a perfume commercial where someone's sitting on the couch in their pajamas and, you know, their partner comes in and says, ooh, va-va-voom, right? Gives them the <laughs> eyes. What's that smell? Hachi-machi. <laughs> What's wrong with coming in and sitting down on the couch next to each other and saying, ooh, you smell good? And, I mean, that's how we live, right? <laughs> if you, if, it's not like, oh, when was the last time you changed those socks, which is really what a lot of us are experiencing, as opposed to, oh, that smells, that's a nice smell. That's nice. Uh, I don't need the, I don't, I don't need uh, a whole movie uh, condensed into a 30 second commercial. Uh, I'm not, it's missed on me. I just, I don't get it. Boy, and perfume's such a hard sell right now because any product that has a scent for me is purely an indication of you're too close, right? Like if I can smell oh, you, yeah. you are too close. And I've experienced this, you know, if I can, yeah. people getting close enough, I can smell the deodorant or whatever, like that to me is just like, it might as well be well, that, the smell of COVID. So I don't want to smell really anyone right close. now. Yeah, that's, that's very close. That's very close. Well, you could probably smell me because I'm wearing Christmas tree every day <laughs> from the company that Christmas. also brings you funeral home. <laughs> that's, really oh that's yeah. right it was the same company yeah 
Yeah, I love it. I smell like a Christmas tree all mm. the time. And I say to myself, you smell good. <laughs> good. All right. Well, there's your ad. There you go. <laughs> Mom looking in the mirror and saying, you smell good today, Ma. You smell like a Christmas That's right. tree. That's right. There should be an ad where the Christmas, you come into the room and the Christmas tree says, hubba hubba. <laughs> there's a Christmas ad. I like that. What's now, that I do smell? Have <laughs> Who's imitating me? I wear this perfume all year round, though, I have to tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Good. So, yeah. there's that. All right. Now, the other thing is, I saw uh, a promo with Peyton Manning. Uh about he has a show called Peyton's Places, mm -hmm. um, and he talks to different people about football, which I thought sounded very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's on ESPN <clears throat> Plus. Yeah. Now we have about twenty-eight ESPN stations, but no Plus. Yeah, they're the well Plus is their like online thing. Oh, premium online offering. So I think um, I think that's a streamer. I had it for a while for some other um, Peyton Manning show. <laughs> I guess he's the main selling point really? of ESPN. But <laughs> yeah, well, he's a busy fellow in retirement. Um, I think you got to go to uh, plus.espn.com to check that out. Okay, but do I have to buy anything? Yeah. No, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. Um, it's enough. You know, we bought HBO Max and we have a yeah. devil of a time trying to watch anything on that. So, I mean, th the least they could do is make it a little easier for us older people to uh, access these things they sell us. Older people? I mean, I mean, maybe I'm older people now, too. But good Lord, the HBO Max app is terrible. It's terrible. Really? You can't find anything. You can't. It's so hard to pick up where you left off. Like, that's what I want to do 90% of the time. And I know they hate that because they always want you to get into some new series. But, like, just plot me right where I was before. Like, yeah. Plot me right on that continue watching and have the continue watching feature actually work. I'm yes. happy. Hey, I would like to just get access to it without having <laughs> to give daddy's blood type and uh, <laughs> a, a tiny bit of his toenail clipping to get in there. It's just, it's insane. It's absolutely insane and frustrating. Okay. So that's how you get on ESPN plus, I guess you're not going to be watching Peyton's places after all, after all. No. And it sounds like a very delightful show. Um, but I guess I'll never see it. So thanks ESPN or, or if you're listening, ESPN plus, Send me a subscription, because I'm not paying for another damn thing for this TV. This TV has more luxuries on it than than a, 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 a Lexus. I didn't mean to rant. I'm sorry. Well, you're um, you have really have your finger on the demographic pulse of this show's audience, because I think that <laughs> ESPN Plus executives are among the highest yeah. listenership. Yeah. So I'm sure they're listening, and they're going to hook you right up. All right, uh, you know it was a it was a an attempt to watch one of their shows. 
Now, but uh, we've given them free advertising anyway. Yeah, and the, the best kind of advertising, complaining. <laughs> now, speaking of complaining, you told me you had something to say about the post office, and my mouth oh started my watering because it's been yes. a while since we had a post office check-in. What's well, up? Well, let, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> I, oh, I, I don't even know where to begin. I ordered a little kit from um, a small business on what is it called? Small Business Saturday? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. maybe it's called that. Something like that. It, it was in Portland, Maine. It, it shipped from Portland, Maine, <laughs> which is in the next state from me. Yes. Portland, Maine. I then decided to check its tracking. It then went to the Southern Maine Distribution Center. Sure. Good. And sat there for a little while. And then... It decided to go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and now the update just says it's going to be late and it's in transit. It won't even tell me where it is anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> so I went to the post office oh, good. on Tuesday. Yes. And I said to the guy, do you have any packages for me? And he says... I got 135 packages in here today. Well, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So what the hell have you been doing since 9 o'clock when you got here? Mm -hmm. That's what you I said don't to really... him? Well, yeah. You said that to him? Yes. <laughs> what did he say? Johnny, people just laugh at me. They They are pretty sure I have lost it. And they think, you know, they don't think somebody would really come in here and say that. So they think it's a joke. <laughs> so I said to him then, well, you know, Jason, what have you been doing? Yeah. I, it's This is the season. This is it. This is what you're here for. Um, and he threw up his hands in disgust. So this is the fine people that we have. Working in the in the in the trenches for us at Christmas time. No wonder our packages are just going wherever they think sounds like a nice place to go. Hey, I got nothing bad to say about the post office this year. Well, I do. And when are they going to get rid of that idiot that ruined yeah. everything? Oh yeah, I got bad things to say about the idiot. But not, I mean, po not the post it... office used to be dependable. <laughs> now. I don't know who's running things. How does a package go from Southern Maine to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when it's coming to Southern New Hampshire? That I don't know. I'm sure Louis DeJoy could explain it, though. I'm sure he's got his reasons. I'm sure he did that. But, you know, are the packages just deciding themselves? <laughs> I, I, anyway, I have no use for the post office. Well, we all know that's not true. Well, I'm I'm a prisoner of the post office. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I don't I don't care for that. All right, we'll uh we're going to dip into the Pop Mom mailbag now. Uh now Mom says that I already shared this email on the air, but since it came in after I posted our last episode, <laughs> I say that the laws and time of space dictate that that is not true. But if this is a repeat, I apologize. This is from Julia M. 
uh, a listener in Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> you know, I think I made a joke about all the listeners we have in Sweden, but it turns out we have at least one. And she's enough of a dedicated fan to write in to the Pop Mom mailbag. That's popmom at ological.net. Julia says, hi from a listener in Stockholm, Sweden. Yes, it's true. We do watch Donald Duck and some other Disney clips every Christmas Eve at 3 o'clock. There's even a particular time, Mom. I love it. it I airs, just love this. <laughs> it airs on the biggest public TV channel and has done so for ages. Last year, 3.3 million Swedes tuned in in a country wow. with 10 million people. So a third of the population was tuned to Donald Duck last Christmas Eve and presumably will be again this year. Wow. I like that tradition, too. I love it. I am so charmed by that. I I just I just love it. You know, we, we had a tradition here in the United States, sort of, of watching a Charlie Brown Christmas, but... The money-grubbing bastards at Apple put short shrift to that. <laughs> well, they did let it air on PBS. They did have, a, I believe it was December 13th, they had an airing on PBS in response to people like you saying, hey, what gives? Well, what if I want to watch it in July? Well, now you can in a way that you couldn't before, thanks to Apple Plus, so or whatever it's called, uh, Apple TV Plus Pro. Really? I... I've had it. I've had it. I remember back when UHF channels were a big hoop-de-doo. So I am so over all this super this and plus that. Yeah, but bah well, yeah, but in fairness, you just asked me, what if I wanted to watch Charlie Brown in July? And now you can in a way that you couldn't in the days of UHF. So what are you complaining Is about? Is Charlie Brown going to be on again? Because I missed it. <laughs> I no. was busy pack I was busy packing up all my Christmas non gifts and I missed it. Oh well that's this is a trap. Well, you're gonna have to sign up for Apple TV. I will not sign up for Apple TV. You know, it's kinda hard to do a pop culture po podcast with this balkanized <laughs> TV environment. <laughs> it is. Oh listen. With the Shrek we're going to review next. Uh, Are you ready to move on to our uh, review, Mom? Yes, I am. All right. This week, Mom and I are reviewing the 12 dates of Christmas. On the 12 dates of Christmas, <laughs> HBO gave to me 12 dummies dumbing, 11 gripers griping, 10 voiceovers grading, 9 ladies glancing, 8 forced confrontations, 7 twists you see coming, 6 geese a-laying, 5 horny dudes, 4 calling agents, 3 unlikable stars, too much kissing, and this crummy reality show on TV. Here's a clip. Take strawberries. I love strawberries. This is one of my favorite desserts ever. I'm gonna feed you one. Really? Yes. Okay. Let's go. All right. <laughs> oh, good. Is it good? Do I have any chocolate on my lips? No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Sure. What was your first impression of me? My first impression was like, this guy is really handsome. Oh. I was impressed. I was impressed. I was like, these guys are way too handsome. Yeah. Have you had a 
partner during Christmas before? Never. And it actually kind of sucks. I've never had so Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Maybe this Christmas. Maybe this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is an interesting time of year for me mm. because I grew up in a conservative culture okay. in the South. I didn't come out till I was 24. Oh my gosh, I can't. So I feel like now they've had enough time mm -hmm. and now I really, really would love to have, you know, someone to spend Christmas with, but also to create those family memories like with my family. Right. So if you brought like me home for the holidays, like how would they take that? I think they would welcome you, you know, Obviously, it's the first person I've ever brought home. And so I would just hope that they would trust my judgment yeah. and who I bring home. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. The 12 Dates of Christmas can be seen on HBO Max. Mom, when you watched this show, were your swans a-swimming or were you ready to make like a pear tree and leave? <laughs> well... I think you've said it all, so I'm not going to have anything to say about this. You loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. my God. When I think of anybody not only wasting their time making this, but trust me, people, really, if there's ever anybody listening to me, watch the little 10-second um, clip and consider yourself good. This was the biggest pile of horse poo. Oh, it wasn't even that good because I think a horse poo can be used as fertilizer eventually. This stuff was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> this was three people that you couldn't dislike more, that you really couldn't dislike more, more makeup, more glossy lips, touching, uh, uh, lots of fur. Well, and let me say something positive, okay? Mm. I did like all the Christmas wardrobe. Yeah, and the Christmas decorations in the uh, castle that they were holding up in, right? Yes. Yeah, that might as well have been a hotel room for all we saw of it. Um <laughs> And I can't say that there's prob there's there might not be three more disingenuous people on the face of the earth who try to make words come out of their mouth while they're waving their hands, which, you know, sort of means, could you please not really listen to what I'm saying, but watch what my magic hands are doing, eye closing while they're talking to you because they can't even bear to look at the whole scene themselves. It was vapid it was <laughs> trite it was cringy uh but i the hats that christmas hats were great the hats were great the sweaters were excellent so the premise is that these they uh got these three people faith and where and, where yeah, how do where? they advertise for this i mean if you're a loser who, all right all right let me explain the show before you continue complaining all right okay so they, the premise is there's these three people looking for love in time for Christmas, um, I guess, although I'm sure this was, you know, who knows when this was shot, um, or I think it's at some castle in Luxembourg, and um, they 
do a good job of hiding the fact that this is basically just a COVID bubble that they've set up in this uh, at this European castle. But to this COVID bubble, they bring Faith, um, a woman seeking a man, Chad, a man seeking a woman, and Garrett, a man seeking a man. So those are our cast members, uh, and I've given you about the extent of their personalities in my description of them. Um, and then people just start coming into the castle. They just continue pumping a steady stream of uh, suitors and into they're the all castle. Looking, they're, they're all looking for someone to take home with them for Christmas to introduce right. to their family. Right, which a uh, part of the show that I did not get to, but presumably you did, and I'm eager to hear about. Um, yeah, that's the idea. They're looking for someone to bring home to their family, but um, really it's just a meat market, especially with this Chad <laughs> Uh, type, oh Lord! Who just has to put his lips and tongue all over everybody. Well, anything near him, just here's my lips. Have them. <laughs> yeah, have them indeed. Yeah, uh, they're all pretty gross and dull people. And the twist is that you know the episodes I watched. So the first three suitors come in, everybody hits it off with their suitor pretty well, because, yeah, you're stuck in a castle and you need, you know, what else are you going to do but be attracted to um, the potential sex partners that they're parading through your European castle. And I just love that they all, they fall in love right away, and then some more people come in, as you knew that they would, and the suitors then get jealous, because they made such a connection in that, um, you know, in that scene that they shot yesterday. Like, they known each other for, like, 45 minutes. How soon do you think about having sex? Is it, like, nice to meet you? Here's yep. a movie. Let's have sex. I don't know if the movie needs to come into it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think... That's how things go? Oh, God. Well, on I think that seems to be the vibe of this show. Well, yes, this show, but I'm asking you... In real life, what is it like? Oh, in real life. What is dating like? Well, what is the expectation? Uh, well, you're asking the wrong person because, you know, I got married when I was... I don't even remember how old I was now, but not old. Twelve? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, straight out of grad school, I got married. So um, I've never really been on the dating scene. Well, th there is, there is no sex in this whole show no. um there may have been but that is not what the, what this is this is this is supposed to be i think uh very innocent and you know kissing is the extent of what we see yeah um well i say that and then i have to tell you you know we get to see the men uh now i don't really enjoy a package myself but, you know, then we have to see the men in the hot tub, and that's really not my scene. You don't enjoy a package as a spectacle on the screen? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't excite you? Uh, it doesn't. And two packages commingling in hot water oh. is not your interest either. No, it isn't. Because now I want to know, did they take a shower before they got in there? How... <laughs> Clean is that? Yeah, that's what happens when you're old. You don't you you know you think of these things. I think. Yes, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of meat. 
there was a lot of meat. There was a lot of meat. There's a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, I, I just found them so phony that, that it was, it was very hard to even watch because uh, you keep trying to put it in some kind of normal context. And this is, there's none of that here. These people are, are very not nice and very shallow. And I realized that things happen in editing that, that perhaps maybe a moment was sincere, uh, but editing made them all look like doofuses. Well, it's not just the editing after the fact, but it's the production at the time. And uh, yeah, if these people are don't seem genuine because they're not acting in a genuine way. Like on these reality shows, all the conversations that you see— Maybe not all of them, but I would say the majority of them are the result of a producer saying, "Okay, now we're gonna you're gonna go talk to this person and you're gonna talk about this," or oh, "Why don't you go talk with Hey Chad? Why don't you go talk with Faith and maybe see if you can get a kiss in?" Um, mm. So, and I wonder if it's sort of like a game show where you cannot say these twenty five words, but go in the room and try to tell him this message but you can't use these 25 words so what she ends up saying is is like oatmeal you know it's like mush it's nothing but because she couldn't use all the all the words she knows huh interesting yeah i mean i think that's more just a, a factor of your average person who's not accustomed to being on tv trying to shape their conversation in a way that will meet the producer's um, needs. And I think, if, as I've said on the show before, they won't necessarily, you know, I think they would say something like, go have a conversation about this. They yeah. won't necessarily tell you exactly what to say, but they'll cajole you and position you and confuse you to a point where you, what comes out of your mouth will serve their purposes, right? So all of the situations you see on this show and reality shows like it are much more contrived than they look. Um, yeah. As far as contrivances, contrivances go, I did uh, enjoy the device of Garrett. Garrett's met a couple guys. He's, uh, you know gone on quote-unquote dates with them they can't really go on dates because i'm pretty sure this was filmed in the middle of covid so they just sort of frolic around the castle grounds uh from what i saw yeah but um he's on a date and this other guy was he this the one who was hiding in the snowman comes out yeah and, and yeah becomes the third wheel on the date and it turns out it's a guy that garrett knew sounds like maybe a guy that garrett hooked up with before um, met at a party is how they described it. Um, yeah, but they have some history, and I was just like, "Oh well, this guy wins now." <laughs> like, if you're going to choose between some strangers you've just met and this person you already clearly like, um, I have to admit I liked that as an evil thing to do in this uh, on this show. I and I want to know. Spoiler alert. Uh, mom's about to reveal something to me uh, from later yes. in the series, but does he take that person home? He does not. Oh. Oh, who does he take home? Spoiler. Do you want to yeah, I... yell at the kids? <laughs> uh, can you hear him? Yeah. Uh, yes. No, it's just, it's just part of the tableau of the podcast <laughs> now. You know, I was he talking... Takes... Go ahead. Oh, go Answer ahead. my question, and then I'll talk about he it. He takes home... 
nobody. Oh, really? He takes home nobody, but in the end, what he does is invites all of the the fellas to his home for a supposedly Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Whoa, yeah. So they all go to his mother's house for Christmas. Oh, and for dessert? (laughs) (laughs) Hope they have a big bed. An ice cream sundae on myself, and they all lick the ice cream off his belly. Wow, mom! No, mom, you should I'm, be you should be producing your own show. <laughs> Talk about I mean, scenarios. <laughs> the guy popping out of the snowman has got nothing on mom's setup. Holy moly! I think we're gonna have to leave it there. Uh, okay, so mom, what is your grade for the twelve dates of Christmas? This this show is so bad, it really doesn't even deserve a grade. Gradeless. Uh, oh, you got to give it something. Give it a, yeah, I'll give it a minus 100. Minus 100? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's a sad trombone for sure, but uh, ooh, that's rare. It's rare you go off the letter grade scale. Oh, oh it, uh, just please, people, don't watch this. Um, I do have to issue a correction. I see now that the title of the show is not The 12 Dates of Christmas, but just um, 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Get that right. So that's really important for me. I'm, I apologize to the cast and crew <laughs> of 12 Dates and Christmas for uh, maligning your show with that V. <laughs> if you're looking it up on your HBO Max, because it's going to be hard to find, uh, it's just uh. 12. And don't search too hard. Don't search too hard. But, you know, Johnny, can I really ask you another question? Do you think these people all take AIDS tests along with their COVID tests and whatnot before they all congregate? Uh, yes, I would. I think a responsible production would, would yes, take care of that. Would take care of that. Um, okay. But I don't know. I okay. mean, definitely everybody was tested for COVID and quarantined. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they try to hide it, but you can tell this was this was filmed in the uh, COVID era. I mean, I guess I could be wrong. Maybe it was filmed last year, but it seemed pretty limited in a way that only made sense. Um, well, and that there were no other people there was nobody really else around. around. So yeah. Um, so don't book your tickets to go there because it's probably uh, like Grand Central Station on a normal day, usually. Oh, I also wanted to say the narration. Um, oh, that was the best part. You like the narration? I did. Okay, good. Well, I couldn't stand it. Um, but also, that to me is extra cheapy-weepy to have a host who you never see. Um, yeah. Natasha Rothwell is the name of the narrator, and she just chimes in with her um, snarky observations snarky, throughout yeah. the show. yeah. Sort of being your buddy on the couch, but built into the show, right? Yeah. I say that's cheapy-weepy because uh, having, a sh- having a host that you can't see means that they can easily repackage this for, like, Latvia, and you know, and have, mm. they just get a different voiceover person who's just yeah. like, oh, these crazy Americans, or, you know, they can rework the story then very easily however they want for different markets, and that's what a lot of these... <laughs> gigantic streaming services do well i'm shuddering at the thought of us sending that out to anywhere yeah (laughs) 
it's like sending nuclear waste to someone. <laughs> Here, this is your problem now. Hey, maybe with a different VO, it becomes a magical tale of romance and love. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, ever the optimist is you. Mom, do you have a recommendation this week? <laughs> yes, I do. My recommendation this week is a book called Suzanne and Gertrude by Jeb Loy Nichols. I got this book because it said it was profound and life-changing and whatever. But I found it to be a very soft story, uh, basically about a woman who feels complete, she thinks, in the solitude that she lives in. She had a husband who believed in bettering the world by helping people. And he goes off to help in, in distressed parts of the world. And she stays on this little farm with nothing until one day a donkey wanders into her pasture who she befriends and builds a little shelter for. And I think what this book is really telling us is that we all nurture the earth in our own way. Mm. And how important that really is to us. And that's what I think this book is about. It's very uh, gentle. It's lovely uh, in the writing. And I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. I think this would be a great time of year to read this when you have some quiet time to really absorb her simple life and how she nurtures this donkey and and becomes has a satisfaction in her life through doing that. It's interesting because the author um, who was raised in Missouri and Texas and he received a scholarship to art school and moved to New York. And then he went to London. And now he lives off the grid in Wales. Oh, wow. And so he found his own solitude yeah, himself. Yeah, so this is a person who knows solitude. Wow, a book about um, nourishing the earth, as you put it, and solitude. Uh, a great, well-timed recommendation, Mom. I feel like that's a, that's a good thing to be reading at the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. Suzanne and Gertrude is the name of the book. The author is Jeb Loy Nichols. It's available at all reputable bookstores. Now that's going to do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom and this season of Pop Mom, but we'll be back before long. And next week we're going to have a holiday special. Now, Mom, I think we should have a contest for our holiday special, and I was wondering if... I. Here's two things I was hoping, all right? I was hoping you could put together a holiday quiz okay. for us to do on the air. I'll put together some questions for you, and you put together some questions for me, right? Okay, yeah. And then I was wondering if the uh, listeners could get in on the guess how many tea bags are, oh. <laughs> are in the, not tea bags, but what are they? Like tea wrappers. Tea wrappers, Ended yeah. up in the bucket. Can you explain this tradition that we have? Well, every Christmas... We have a contest to see who can guess how many cups of tea or how many tea bags we've used in the 
preceding year. So we save them all in this little bucket. And again, um, not the soggy tea bags, but the no, no, paper no. wrappers. That the, the paper in. wrapper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, this year, Daddy, I said to Daddy, I think we should do away with this. And he said, no, no. And I said, well, who's going to count all those? And because nobody will be here. And he said, I'll count them. So I said, all right, I'll help you count them. So the contest lives on. Okay. And uh, with with a Pop Mom audience contingent getting their own chance. So we'll have the details of that next week. Like I said, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture, etc., um, even though I just asked you, Mom, I'm going to ask you, what should we talk about? Oh, definitely something interesting. Something interesting. Something, yeah, something Christmassy interesting. Something Christmassy interesting. Yes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again on our holiday special. And then soon in the new year, we'll have a new season of Pop Mom for you. You won't be waiting long. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.